Hello, Internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of the Big Trouble Little Podcast. I am Joe Dubs. And I'm Andy. And this is episode 23, which this week in our movie selection, we have Infinity Chamber. Um, interesting movie, I have to say. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, other than that, it's a Friday. Uh, kind of, We kind of did a late at, at the end of the week kind of episode. Because, you know, life gets in the way. And uh, here we are. So, Andy, what the hell have you been playing or watching? Uh, not much. I spent a lot of time in Washington, D.C. going to MAGFest. Um, and I think that's it. I don't think I've played anything even after I got back. I had to work a bunch. Well, did you play anything at MAGFest? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yes. Played a ton of arcade games and all kinds of awesome stuff a little bit of doom in there a little bit of old games i saw in the pictures yeah they have a they have a museum of sorts and it has a bunch of old pcs and consoles and stuff in it you can play those and they have an arcade the size of a goddamn walmart and they're all in free play so went in there and played a bunch of stuff played uh sega golden gun and and street fighter alpha 2 and Dig Dug and Outrun and and tons of stuff. Um, did you explore uh, Washington D.C.? Yeah, not really. We stuck to the convention mostly. It was too stinking cold, and yeah, I'd rather do that kind of stuff in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but did you get like? Did you see out of your hotel like the Capitol and all that stuff? Uh, no, we weren't like there. We we ate at a restaurant that was like two blocks from the. The, like, Capitol Lawn area, but that's it. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, anything um, else exciting with the convention? Did you see any, like, streamers or maybe, like, content creators that were there? Uh, you know, I went to a bunch of panels, but none of them were, like, like YouTube personalities or anything like that. Okay. But overall, you had a good time, right? Playing the, oh, hell yeah. Playing yeah, the games. Fantastic. Nice. Uh, me, on the other hand, um, I've been playing Rocket League on my Switch. Uh, don't know why, because I have it on PlayStation 4, PC, and now Switch. So I played the game three times. Um, it, it's in handheld mode, it looks good. On TV, it looks bad. <laughs> I mean, like, terrible. And, like, you see, like, the pixels and shit. You see just it looks like a ps2 game on my tv and, and that's kind of unfortunate maybe i need to mess with the settings maybe i don't know but other than that i haven't still been... fun though right oh yeah it's hella fun it's hmm. kind of different though because the ball cam on the pc and ps4 are much different on the switch i don't know they have like a different ball mode in my opinion or maybe they just updated it and i just haven't noticed it mm. but, really? but it's fun you get to get like uh uh nintendo like hats and like themed cars and stuff so that's what i like about it uh compared that's to the fun. others uh, we have some news later about Nintendo when we get into the news and everything. But uh, gaming-wise, haven't been doing anything watching movies. I've been watching Black Mirror over and over again. Uh, I think I'm going to watch that soon. I added it to my Netflix list, but like I said, I just got back from that vacation, and then I've worked like every day. 
Yeah, it's real good. I mean, we should have like one episode where we choose episodes like how we have Twilight Zone. We should add like some Black Mirror. Not not now, but down the road, maybe. Okay. Because it's interesting, and I, the, what they do with it is fucking amazing. I don't know. I can't explain it here <laughs> until you watch it. You better not. Um. Yeah, just after the holidays, when you get your you know your presents and stuff, and you buy the games, it's this is where the drought is when it comes to like gaming wise. Yeah, pretty much. This should be where you're catching up on all your gaming, which I never do. Because <laughs> you get burnt out from all the games that you play. But uh, let's get right into it. Let's get into the the meat of the show and let's watch this movie for the week, which was Infinity Chamber. Um, To quickly talk about the synopsis is that it's a guy named Frank... Uh, wakes up in this chamber with like a a camera looking at him and it's a computer talking to frank and he's wondering why he's been locked up there and there's like he keeps on playing the same uh like scene in his head where he goes he wakes up in the morning he takes a shower and then he goes to the cafe and the same girl named gabby is talking her, her uh to him because he's looking at this picture he's like he likes this and everything and they get into a conversation. Um, I can't really go into any other detail besides that, you know, it's in spoiler ter- territory. But the fact that it's been done in like two settings or two or three, four settings and all that stuff. It was interesting with Frank and Howard, the computer in the room, were just having a conversation and all the backstory that was going on between like the alliance and like the uh i guess these ai robots that are kind of like taking over uh civilization in a way you oh know? i thought they were just like drones that were enforcing what the government wanted or something yeah i think like whatever was the uh the counterpart of the alliance and stuff like they were using drones and like robots to kind of or computers to like run things in the, the uh civilization and all that stuff but it felt like a dystopian society in a way just how they were you know processing as they say uh prisoners and stuff but um what do you think of it andy like what was your mindset and everything Uh, i liked the movie pretty well i there was one thing i didn't like about it and it's kind of a major thing and i'm i i don't want to get into it Two right off the bat, just because it's kind of a major spoiler, the thing that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. What do we get to... The cinematography was great. I thought the dialogue and the writing was kind of okay. Um, what do you think of the comedy in this a little bit between Frank and Howard? Uh, I don't recall. Oh, well, yeah, I guess kind of. Eh, I don't know. I thought it was kind of flat. I didn't laugh out loud or anything, if that's what you mean. Yeah, like, did you think it was, in a way, normal on how Frank was dealing with this, uh, the computer? Or did you think it was, like, overreacting, kind of, like, humor in the uh, chamber? It was overreacting a little bit. I, um, 
I think I told you when we were talking about this a few days ago that I got frustrated right off the bat because it was really clear that it was an AI, I thought. Like, mm. like after a few lines, I was like, oh, it's a computer. He's talking to a computer. And I thought he was going to realize it in that scene. But then it, it, there's like several more scenes where he thinks he's just talking to a guy. And I got yeah. kind of frustrated. I was like, okay, let's move on, guys. I already figured out the twist. Yeah, and... Like, the dialogue where he says, you know, I was born in Seattle and I moved to, like, I forgot what other, maybe, like, Port Portland, Oregon or something like born that. Born in Austin, and then he grew up outside of Seattle Portland or Seattle or something. Yeah. And I, I feel like they should have done that in the beginning, in a way, because they did scenes where he was, like, repeating himself. I'm like, dude, he's repeating himself. It's a robot. Like, get on with it. And... And then when he's like, well, where are you from? And then he did that whole scene with Austin and Seattle. And I'm like, you really still believe that somebody's behind that camera? And keep keep in mind, like, how the robot was speaking, I guess, could have been, like, maybe that might be a person. But then, like, there were scenes where, like, clear cut, it was a robot and it was programmed and stuff. And even the even the fuck, even fucking Howard was like, I'm programmed to do this. And I was like, okay, that was just long, drawn-out stuff. Um, what do you think of, like, them going, like, over and over? Did you th know that it was going into his head, kind of, of, like, doing that scene of the cafe? Oh, no, I didn't understand what was happening there at all. I thought he was just, like, dreaming about what had happened so that we would get background. I didn't, that was kind of interesting that 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 weird machine was like forcing him to relive the same event. Yeah. I was confused with the machine, like that thing that was in the room and kind of did that sound like that whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. I don't know if that was like a hypnotizing like machine to make him them going into his mind. Yeah. I just thought it was a fan at first. Yeah. That, that's what I thought too, but they kept on talking about it and especially, uh, when he meets that other cellmate and stuff and they're like yeah did you try to ignore the machine and i'm like was he talking about is he talking about howard or is he talking about that thing on the wall and i think he was talking about that thing on the wall um it was very suspenseful the movie like at times it had me on my edge of my seat then the other times i was like oh great we're going through this like groundhog's day kind of thing going on which a lot of movies do these days. And, you know, it's it's kind of cool when you put your own twist to it a little bit, but then it's like, I know what's going on here. He's he's eventually going to find out how to beat it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, the ending, which we won't spoil, kind of like, we kind of don't know in a way. It's kind of like up in the air, but there's like two theories that are going on that we'll talk about later on. Any other things before we start going to spoiler territory? Hmm. Like, uh, did you like the characters? Did you... I didn't recognize any of the actors or actresses. There was one, I actually... Uh, the guy who plays Frank apparently was in the movie Ink and Frame. Ink, which is directed by Jamin Winus? Wine? I don't know, but... It's one of those independent films that are kind of kind of good. Check out. 
none of the actors in this film were like anybody that I knew besides Frank. And I don't know if you noticed, but how Frank spoke sometimes uh, in Synchron City, uh, the main character that was in there, he kind of talked like him a little bit. And there were times where I went to IMDb. I'm like, is this the same person? They don't look like <laughs> each other, but they talk the same. And it's weird. Like, watch both movies, and then you'll understand, like, how they were delivering their lines. And I'm like, holy shit, what's going on here? And did you, right off the bat, what he was wearing, did you notice it was a uniform? No, I wasn't I wasn't sure what it was. It seems... I don't know. It, it, it did seem kind of like it was, like, a BDU top or something, but I didn't understand what it was supposed to be. I didn't understand, oh, was it a military outfit? Is it a trash collector's outfit? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was going to be important. Well, at times I thought of the dystopian society, I thought it was just, like, a regular futuristic kind of wear that people wore during, like, going outside and stuff. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. I thought, oh, that's just what he wears. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't pick up on that. And did you like how they were given backstory? Like every time they were going into the the same scene, like the TV about the alliance and how like the the leader of the alliance was taking stuff and like you you're getting that little backstory, but not enough to like understand what's going on. Did you like that at all? Yeah, somewhat. Like I didn't like it at first, but then after after the turn and you you realize some more about the plot, he <laughs> starts using it more to his advantage more interesting after that up until that every time that scene would happen where he goes in oh do you want some coffee oh i like this picture i i started getting like oh fuck come on yeah uh that picture was annoying to me and especially when you start learning about his father and everything like i was like maybe that has to like link somehow to his father in some way but the payoff I thought was kind of lame when you actually find out about where this place was. I don't know if you felt that way too. Somewhat. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get into some spoiler territory. So if you haven't watched this film, go on Netflix. It's called infinity chamber. Uh, I think you have to type it in. If, if you don't have the same like taste of movies like I do, where it's suspenseful and a lot of independent films. But anyway, uh, before we get into that, Howard, did you feel did you have any like Space Odyssey kind of feelings when you were watching this a little bit? Yeah, I mean it's it's a cool sci-fi trope to have a computer that is a character, and I liked it a lot. I thought about Moon a lot too because in that it's just like one guy, and then there's a computer that he can talk to. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So the main plot, uh, well, the main rule of this robot is to keep Frank alive while. His secondary secondary option uh, is to find out uh, about this USB drive that Frank is hiding. And kind of the twist that you kind of find out midway is that he's part of the Alliance. Or is it the end? Because the uniform kind of gives it away a little bit once you find out that it's a uniform. I didn't pick up on it until the end. Yeah. But the end is where the revealing part is like I were I am part of the alliance and uh you know they start looking at this USB stick every time they do the simulation or they go into his head and stuff. And so that's the secondary option. 
Uh, but did you notice when Howard kept on saying LSO that it was like a life support officer and then life support operator or something like that? Oh, no. You told me to pay attention to that, and I totally missed it. You'll all remember when he says this. I was like, okay. Yeah. But I so, like, when he says that, like, that was, like, the old fuck moment for me because at times Howard would talk about his... Well, in the beginning, Frank says, you know, my father was hooked up for a machine for four years, and they kept him alive and everything, and I thought that was wrong because he, he wanted to be at peace. And... When they reveal at the when he when Howard reveals that he's an, an operator and his thing is to keep Frank alive, the whole time I was like, "Holy shit, is Frank dying or something?" Or he's, yeah, is he dying and he's hooked up to a machine? And I guess the machine is still trying to figure out where this USB drive drive is, but it's keeping him alive. So that's like one theory going on, but the other theory is that you know he was he became friends with howard and he escaped and he was with the girl which is not gabby because she just wore the smock that had the name tag on it that made me laugh yeah <laughs> i actually yeah. i actually liked gabby and i i was confused at times because if this is groundhog's day how did she remember all the time that you know all the times that he's been trying to do that or is he explaining himself every time that he goes into I wonder that too. They conveniently gloss over that. I guess it's for the best, but yeah, I I didn't know either. Mm -hmm. and they they kind of do like a montage to just show you that time is passing because he's, you know, keeps on going to the cafe and, you know, ordering the coffee and doing the same scene over again. And then he's like dancing with Gabby and everything. And I'm like, all right, I get it. Let's move on with the scene. But you have to do that to show that time is passing. Um, when you in the end, when you finally see what was in the picture, I don't know if that was saying to Frank that he's finally in peace, that he could move on either with you know dying or you know getting away from the uh, the other. I, I don't know what they call themselves, it's not the alliance, it's the other people that he escaped. And he gets to be with this girl. Or he's still in like this simulation kind of world, but he gets to be with uh, the Gabby girl or Madeline, whatever her name is. So like, I like how the end was because it kind of gives you like, hey, come up with your own ending. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think of the ending? Um, I, I let me think. I did like the ending. I uh, I don't know. I think it would have been more entertaining if they'd have done something a little more interesting with it. Like you were talking about, oh, he's actually on life support or something like that. I I would have liked that twist better than what they did. Mm-hmm. Because it made more sense because he was trying to keep him alive. Mm -hmm. I thought the whole, you know, I'm part of the Alliance and, you know, I have a virus and I'm going to take down this organization kind of thing was kind of like stupid in a way because i thought frank was not strong at all i mean he... i liked i liked frank a lot better before i knew he was a, a hero of the resistance mm -hmm. I, I i thought the movie was a lot more interesting when he was just some guy who had been wrongfully locked up that was way more interesting 
to me. Yeah. And I guess, I don't, I don't know if this is real or not. Like, when the explosions were happening, that was another part where it's like, is this part of the simulation? Because you see the leader of the Alliance in the next room. And Frank kind of does like, a, oh my god, you're him kind of thing. And I'm like, maybe he just knows it's him because of the TV rather than being part of the Alliance. So that, like, that part kind of threw me off a little bit where I was like, maybe he's not part of the Alliance. I don't know. Yeah. But the the whole scene of him just walking around and then seeing, like, the city blow up, I thought that was weird and really bad. I still don't understand what that scene, like, how does he see that? I don't know. And I don't know if he was, like, in the middle of the simulation and then all of a sudden the explosion actually happened and that was he, that's what he was seeing or, like, that was the director showing what's happening in a way. I don't know. But, oh. like, but that confused the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, I didn't get it. Like, it looked cool and I thought that the plot was going somewhere, but I just ended up getting confused. Mm-hmm. I kept thinking about that the rest of the movie. It's like, where, where, where was he? Why did he see that happen? Yeah. And I I think it's just, you know, between the simulation and the real world, it kind of, like, mixed in with each other. And they had a show. So, I mean, it you, you should have just showed him laying down and then all of a sudden, like, the, the play's shaking or something if you want to do that. That would have been better. But then again... Maybe it was just another trick from that organization to, like, get into his brain somehow. Maybe. And I thought the computer shit was dumb as fuck. Especially, like, when that little robot comes in to clean up the place. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... I, I remember being surprised that's what it was. Like, I thought it was just, like... People. Some, like, it used, like, plasma beams to, like, flash fry the walls to make him clean or something. Yeah. And, like... Another thing is, you never see people in that in that building. By the way, so that's uh, a that's another thing that I was like, is he? Did he really pass away? And this is just him letting go, or is just shit hit the fan and nobody's there anymore? So like, there is no clear ending. You're you're pretty much left on your own, which I don't mind because you get to like come up with these theories and stuff. But to the, you know, the casual movie watcher and everything, they'll probably be a little disappointed and be like, well, where's the people? Uh, what really happened at the end? I still don't fucking get it. Uh, so that could be like a negative to them. But to me, I thought this movie was OK. I mean. I thought it was interesting, but I wasn't like. Shocked and be like, oh, my God, this is an amazing movie. You need to watch it. So I kind of don't recommend it. Andy, what do you think? I don't recommend it. Um, it's okay. I, it had some good parts, but overall, like on average, I was pretty bored. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I don't have any like major problems with it. Like I'm not like, this really fucking sucks. It's just, uh, I was just bored. I think it was just trying to be too many things at once. Because yeah. that chair kind of reminded me of the Matrix. Yeah. And, you know, the space odyssey with the, the man and robot speaking. And then... There was one thing I did hate, though, is they do that stupid... Just like every sci-fi movie that gets made now, they have to have the, oh, we, we can talk your mind moment, where 
you think he's getting out. It turns out to just be a dream. Also, that's mm-hmm. I. I saw that coming a mile away. It's like, oh, please don't do this. Please don't do the most predictable possible thing you could have possibly written. And sure enough, they do it. Yeah, like when he first escapes, or you think he escapes, it's like in the desert. But then mm-hmm. the second escape, where you don't know if he he did or not, is in the snow. Yeah, but it's the exact same little porthole door. How did he know what it looked like? He'd never been there before. Uh, unless, like, he had blueprints and because he's part of the Alliance. I, I agree with you. Like, the first half of Frank, I loved. And then out of nowhere, he becomes, like, this fucking soldier. And I'm just like, all right, I don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah, that, that really turned me off of it. Yeah. Uh, so we got both, you know, not recommended, but it is on Netflix if you do want to check it out. Uh, what? Like I said, it's, it's not offensively bad. It's just kind of blah. Yeah, it's it's good for a rainy day, I guess. But I don't know how long this movie was. Let me check. It's shorter than two hours, I think. Uh, one hour and forty three minutes. That's too long. <laughs> uh. Seems like that's how movies are these days. They have to hit, like, almost hit that two-hour mark. As long as they use it. (sighs) Use it correctly, yeah. Yep. All right. Um, Yeah, so that was the movie of the week. And next week, we get into our Twilight Zone episodes. Yes, we're going to try something different. We're going to watch double Twilight Zone. Yeah, because they are 30 minutes long, so we'll knock out... Two episodes there, and then two episodes from Andy, and then two episodes from me. Yeah. And we know we already watched this already, but we love to talk about Twilight Zone because Rod Sterling is an amazing fucking author, and I, th- in my opinion, director too. So. Yeah, we're not going to be seeing anything new, which will be breaking from trends in more than one way, but yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Yep. All right, let's move on to some news that matter to us, and finally... We get some news from fucking Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, I think they were waiting for Christmas to end, but it did. And now they dropped. It's so weird the way they did it. Like, everyone suspected there would be a Nintendo Direct because there kind of had to be. And also just they, they teased it a little bit like the day before and stuff. And mm-hmm. then just out of nowhere, they're like, oh, here, here's a half hour Nintendo Direct. Have fun. And on it, they announced like fucking eight things or something. Yeah. And another thing is... In the title, they even put Nintendo Direct Mini. Yeah. Which has me suspecting that soon we will get a full-fledged Direct. Maybe. They, they've done one-off minis here and there. Yeah. I told you on chat, I said, this is a love-hate relationship in this one. Because I loved every announcement in this fucking uh, Direct. Good. But... Virtual console is still fucking missing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least they're they're releasing games. Like, if if there's a lull and there's no games coming out and there's still no virtual console, then I might get a little indignant. But honestly, until you said it just now, I had forgotten about that. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of fine with me at this point. I love the fact that they're porting so much stuff over to the Switch. And it's the like bit... they're, trying, they're trying to make a pun. Get it? Because Switches have lots of ports, like the networking. Yeah, <laughs> network switch. <laughs> they they're porting uh, World Ends with You from the DS, Dark Souls, which is I, I can't believe you and I were talking about games that we thought would get ported to the Switch mm-hmm. months ago, and I remember one of us, I think it was you, brought up Dark Souls, and I was like, Nah, it'll never happen. Here we are. Yeah. But uh, 
Hyrule Warriors is getting an Ultimate Edition. I'm so uh, excited about that. And you're getting uh, Breath of the Wild, uh, Link, and Zelda in there, yeah. too. And I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and all the DLC, of course. Everything from the 3DS and the Wii U will be on there. Uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze from the Wii U. Uh, Ease 8. I wrote 7 on here, but it is 8. Apparently it's a really good game. I don't know. It When it came out, apparently uh, the localization team kind of dropped the ball a little bit, but since then it has been patched, so the Switch will get the patched version. It's like, um, it's like Xenoblade. It's what? It's like Xenoblade. Yeah, that's what I heard. It, it, had, it sounded like it had a cool story, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, Kirby? Kirby and his friends? Oh, yeah, I didn't even write that down. About that. <laughs> uh, Mario Tennis is going to have a story mode, which kind of sounds interesting. It does, and I was watching it, and I'm like, wow, this is like... It does, it's not like Super Mario World, but you know how like when you're traveling from one world to another, you have like, that overhead and kind of like a a board game piece? Like I thought that was pretty cool. I don't know. Yeah. I was like, yes, that's... And I like tennis, and I like Mario, so I'm going to get uh, that game. I read something online about how the last Mario Tennis to have a story, it was basically like an RPG, but it was tennis. And I was like, oh, that sounds super cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm on board now. Um, Mario Odyssey is getting a balloon mini, mini game that Luigi is going to run. Um, Donkey Kong is coming to Mario vs. Rabbids with like a short story. Yeah. Uh, some other smaller games were announced. Face Off and SNK Heroines Tag Team. Oh, yeah. I really want that game, SNK Heroines. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Pokken is getting a new fighter. Two new fighters. Mm-hmm. One of them's Blastoise, and that kicks ass. Um, Payday 2 is coming to... Uh, Payday 2 is getting ported as well. With their new character called Joy. At two, Joy. <laughs> because of the Joy-Cons. That was awesome. Uh, yeah. What do you call it? Feel the song and fee and climb mountains and Celeste? I don't know. I didn't really care about that. Fee looked cool. That was the only one that jumped out at me. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffet or whatever. Hyrule Warriors. We talked about Kirby. The World Ends With You. I'm fucking excited about that. Basically, a million games got announced. And... Like, most of what I want for the Switch this coming year is ports, and I don't care. That's fine with me. I'm excited about Bayonetta 1 and 2. I'm excited about Dark Souls. I'm excited about World Ends With You. I'm excited about a billion other things. God damn it. I'm going to buy all these games. I just feel that because people didn't buy Wii U, they're going to be re-releasing, like, all their big titles. Like, I have a feeling that Super Smash Brothers and... Mario Maker are going to be next, maybe? In their, uh, like, directs or something? Maybe not at the same time, but maybe, like, one here and then Mario Maker at E3. Because I think that would... Or maybe switch it around Mario Maker then Super Smash Brothers at E3. Because everybody loves Super Smash Brothers. Yes, they do. Um, I think... Because a lot of people were kind of mad because they thought this was going to be like a big direct. They thought they were going to be like, this is what's coming out for 2018. Keep in mind, this is a lot of fucking games. Yeah, I, I, I mean, people who were like, oh, they didn't announce that much. Uh, were you paying attention? They announced a crud load. And people who are upset that it's just ports, uh, you know, what do you expect? That, that's fine. Do you realize that 
throughout most of um most of 2017 there was a major nintendo release almost every month mm-hmm. it's ridiculous they're doing awesome so whatever get some ports on there keep keep the game train rolling yeah and there's a lot of talk that the world ends with you two is coming out that's why they remixed it to go on the switch which i'm totally fine with because i didn't get to play the world ends with you so like uh-huh. playing that is gonna be hell of fun um I played Pokemon Tournament at my job because they were having a fighting tournament. Loved it. So eventually I'm going to get that. Cool. Going to get Kirby. Going to replay Hyrule Warriors because I know me and you loved that game when it came out for the Wii U. Yeah, the game kicks ass. Definitely getting Mario Tennis because I think it's unique that they're having a storyline. Uh, the only one I'm kind of like don't really care, but it's still awesome that it's free is the Breakout Balloons. Apparently it's co-op where you hide each other's balloons. And yeah, then you gotta find them. Yeah. Know. And I'm just like, cool. It's free. I don't care. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Mario Rabbids. I still need to buy th- buy that game. Uh, Me too. Payday 2. I have it on PC, but come on, man. If you're a Switch fan and you have a Switch, my main thing is I would be buying all these games to just try them out like payday 2 i guarantee you that we are gonna see down the road a fallout game on switch i guarantee that we're gonna see grand theft auto because rockstar has a big um interest in the switch oh yeah, yeah i still gotta get a more yeah so like it it's gonna be a good year for nintendo and i hate all the like keep in mind i'm not a positive person all the time but, like, seeing the negativity from people that don't have a Switch, it's like, oh, I played these games. I have it on my superior, you know, PlayStation or PC. And I'm just like, dude, Ew. but can you take that on the go? <laughs> yeah. Can you take your uh, Payday 2 on the go? No, you can't. I can. I, lo- I love the Switch. I can't believe it hasn't run out of steam yet. Like, I kept, I keep expecting a lull, and I thought January would be it. And it kind of is game release-wise, but as far as hype-wise, eesh. Mm-hmm. What do you, like, since the ports are happening, what do you want to see that is not Nintendo on the Switch? Uh, I mean, Dark Souls was near the top of my list. Mm-hmm. Um, um uh, well, no. I was gonna say Persona, but there's a Shimigami game coming, so that counts. Yeah. Um There can't be any new Metal Gears. Unless Metal Gear survive, I guess. <laughs> no, no thanks. Pass. <laughs> um I don't know, it'd be cool to get a King of Fighters since they're making that SK heroines for it, I guess. Uh Maybe but, uh, how about fight. a Final Fantasy? Let's get let's get like a main Final Fantasy over here on the Switch. It's time. I I wouldn't mind a Final Fantasy fifteen re release here. I think that would be pretty cool. Um, I know Sony kind of has grasp on Capcom right now, but I wouldn't mind seeing Street Fighter Five being ported over here. Um, yeah, I'd like to see that new one come out on the Switch. I mean, they're making that that Street Fighter bundle. For the switch so yeah and it would just be amazing that i could have the new uh fighting game on my switch and have it on the go you know those times where you have those road trips or you're going on a plane ride and stuff and just play a couple of rounds of street fighter mm-hmm. can't go wrong with that but 
I would like to see Red Dead Redemption come on the Switch too. And I don't know if the new one would make it. We'd probably get it down the road, maybe. Mm. But, oh my god, there's so much endless possibility. I was kind of disappointed of not hearing anything about their online, too. I mean, the virtual console, I understand, but, like, the online thing that they kept on talking about, having $20 a year, it's like, are they still working on it? Or do you think they're going to announce it at, like, gdc at a different conference or something yeah i don't know but yeah fucking pumped a lot of games that they were gonna be making me poor in my wallet <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah anything else you want to talk about news wise did you see anything that popped out that was the main thing for me was the nintendo directs I got real excited about yeah nothing really like big that was like that was going on besides Nintendo. I mean, you got Overwatch, like, tournaments going on. Don't oh, really... yeah. Yeah, I keep seeing, oh, look at this amazing play by whoever. I'm like, yeah, maybe later. I mean, kind of news is that, like, Overwatch and Twitch signed a contract where it's it's, it's in, like, the millions and stuff, like, 71 million. Huh. And I'm like, god damn. <laughs> Uh, but you gotta call it. Yeah, it's, it's a bunch of like tournaments that usually happen when no new games come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, we have nothing else on our uh, Google Doc here. Did you want to mention anything before we sign out? Oh, um, no, I don't think so. I, I I wanted to talk about the movie this week, which I'm sorry I didn't have more to say about. It's all right. Um, I thought it was it was okay. Like we we just not recommending because <laughs> at times I were bored, but me when they had those open ended like endings, I kind of go in like a theory uh rush right there. That's why I messaged you that one night. Um, next week's uh movie or, or TV shows of the week, but movie of the week is Twilight Zone. And Andy, do you want to say what the episodes are? Uh, I chose The Masks, which is from Season 5, Episode 25. Um, It's one of the ones I remember loving it, but when I remember what it was about, I can't remember why it was so great. So that's why I chose it, because the the premise is is not interesting, but the episode is fantastic. And I also chose When the Sky Was Opened, Season 1, Episode 11. A nice early one and a nice late one. I figured that would be a a good way to go. Mm Mm-hmm. Season one was actually amazing. Oh uh, yeah, and then I mean every every episode. There's some episodes where it's like, oh, it's filler. I guess <laughs> it has like this Santa episode. It's very uh, holiday esque and all that stuff. But what, Night Night of the Meek. That's one of my favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. There's a lot of good episodes and stuff. They in Netflix they take out a season though. I I don't understand why. Yeah, there's some reason that season isn't on a lot of them. Season. F- Four, right? Or is yeah. it three? Maybe they don't have rights to it, or Viacom has a, or or a different publisher has a rights to it, and they're not giving it up or something. That's the season that has the Hitler episode. I've always wondered if that matters. <laughs> is that the one with uh, Anthony Hopkins? I don't remember. Maybe though. Yeah. All right. Well, that was episode twenty-three of Big Trouble and Little Podcast. Uh, remember to like and to subscribe to us on YouTube. And um, yeah, 
you guys have a good night and we'll be back here next week for episode 24 of our twilight zone edition see you guys later see ya thanks for listening